Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Happy stinking Monday, seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. I'm in a bad, I'm in a bad mood. I'm just in a cantankerous mood. Okay. So it's going to be a fun little show. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. I'm kind of in one of my, you know, get off my freaking lawn moods. Okay, so just roll with me here. First off, first day of early voting, right? Today, yes, early voting. Get your asses out there and vote. Okay, that's what you got to do. Get up and vote. Go vote. Have you voted yet? Go vote. Uh, going through this week, how long is it? It's Friday. It's off because of the <laughs> Battle of Flowers, right, on Friday? Uh, because I love this town. This is the only city I've ever lived in where they shut everything down for a parade because we're badass like that, man. But you still got to get out and vote. Um, you know, here, here's the dealio, okay? Prop A. I, first off, I, I'm well aware of the fact that a lot of people in this town are just completely freaking unaware as to what's going on. Not you, because you're listening to me. Not because you're listening to me, but because you're listening to talk radio, which inherently means you're a little more up on stuff than, than most people. Okay? You, you read, you follow current events, you, you have a, a vested interest in knowing what's going on. You're curious. You do your own research by virtue of the fact that you're listening to me. Unfortunately, there's a lot of the other kind. <laughs> I hate to put it out there. A lot of folks out there who uh, are are just not connected to what's going on. They don't know. So I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go with something like Prop A. I, I don't think there's a lot of passion for many of the city council seats. There's not a lot of passion for the mayor mayoral race. Uh, most people that are paying attention are are focused on Prop A, which we got the ballot today. I guess it's on the web. I believe it's on the website, KTSA.com. All the stuff, all the info you need on early voting and all that stuff you can find on the website, KTSA.com. But my man Trey brought up an excellent point. When you're looking at the, the ballot itself and you realize Prop A has several moving parts, right? It's the pot thing. It's the you can steal up to seven hundred and fifty bucks thing. It's the establishment of the equity officer. Some abortion stuff on you know you won't get busted if you do an abortion, or help somebody get an abortion. Point being, there's several different parts of this charter, and normally, and we've seen this before. We saw this a few years ago with Prop A and Prop B and all that stuff. They break it up, right? So you can vote separately on each on each issue. Oddly, they haven't done that with this one. It's all lumped in together on in one uh, proposal. Uh, and the language of it, as you heard Trey reading just a few minutes ago, goes on and on and on and on. Because they assume you're stupid and you won't think that deeply about it. And frankly, a whole lot of people are stupid and won't think that, that deeply about it. Which is how crap like this gets passed. And if you're paying attention, like you are, okay, uh, and you look around at some of the some of these other cities uh, in, Amer- in in this country that have fallen by the wayside because of things like this, because of decriminalizing crime, <laughs> which is essentially what you're doing, you're decriminalizing decriminal- uh, a crime. Very often, these uh, city policies policies go hand in hand with defunding the police stuff. And you don't have to look far, just look a wee bit north to Austin. So all these stupid people in this town who aren't going to vote or who, or who, you know, frankly, don't even know this is going on. Okay, you're voting for something if you don't vote. You're voting for, the, you know, some really horrible crap to befall this city as it's befallen in other cities. I had a guy, a buddy of mine, a buddy of ours, a friend of the family. Stop by this weekend, and he had recently spent some time in New York City. Uh, I think it was last weekend he was there. Uh, I have not been to the city since, I think, 1990. And in 1990, you were still in that magical period of time in, in the history of New York City where 
It was pre nine eleven, uh, and the city was the you know the cr- the criminals were being put in jail. <laughs> if you broke the law in New York City, they shoved your ass in jail. They'd pretty much broken the back of the of the American mafia in that town. With thanks to guys like Rudy Giuliani when he was a prosecutor, and later on when he was a mayor. And you know we we carted around New York City with little or no, little or no fear in nineteen ninety. I'm not going to lie to you, I was stoned and drunk off my ass in 1990, riding a subway train into Chinatown at 2 in the morning. Didn't think twice about it. Probably wasn't the smartest thing I've ever done in my life, but at that point, hey, you know, it was. you could still move about the city that doesn't sleep at 2 in the morning. Now, phew. My buddy said, uh, or our, our friend said, uh, you, you know, you, you get off your your ride from the airport or what, however you get into the city, the train station or what have you, you walk out, out into the open air of New York City and the first thing you realize is it stinks. He says there is a sickening smell of excrement and vomit everywhere you go in New York City which is largely considered the modern Rome. He said the crime is bad. you got to be careful about where you go, which is pretty much everywhere. He said they, were at, they took a subway somewhere in the middle of the day, and they're leaving the subway station. They're walking up the stairs, and he said there is a pile of human crap right there on the stairway on a newspaper. I'm telling you this stuff because that's what San Antonio is going to be if Prop A passes. We're already on the path with an uptick in crime, yes. I mean, if you drive around this town right now, okay, what you will see is lots of garbage, lots of people on the streets. If you follow the news, we've got an uptick. We've got some crime going on here, violent crime. And this is why people need to be politically engaged, especially with city politics and city elections. Uh, so we'll see. It's early voting. Kicks, uh, early voting kicks off today. We'll see how it goes. I, I I don't know. I mean, the fat's kind of in the fire at this point. We've been railing about Prop A on the air for months now. So I, I, again, as I say quite often, these are hard times to predict <laughs> as far as how things will go. So I, I'm kind of done doing that. I don't know. Is it going to pass? Is it going to fail? I don't know. <laughs> I, I hate, I'm not trying to be a you know Debbie Downer here, but one thing that's standard that we can be assured of uh, in any city elections in this town is that voter turnout is horrible, classically horrible. I've lived here 12 years now, never seen anything but a miserable voter turnout, so we'll see what happens. 210-599-5555, we'll take a break. And then we'll come back and I'll tell you what I did over the weekend. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Yeah, are you? It's 20 minutes after 9. Back in the studio, the the crud is gone. Uh, My wife and I were feeling kind of boogery uh, last week, and so, you know, it looks like we're feeling better. We were feeling well enough on Saturday to go to one of our favorite events. Uh, It's the celebration of wiener dogs in Holotus. I'm not sure what the actual event's called. I might have to ask the KTSA newsroom. It's Dachshund Fest. I don't know. Something. Wiener Fest. Wait, that doesn't sound right. But, you know, it's a big it's celebration of dachshunds and people who own dachshunds. So you go there, there's wiener dogs as far as the eye can see, man. Wiener dogs. And we like to go watch the wiener dog races. Because you can't, you cannot watch a wiener dog sprinting across a field and not laugh. They're the most ridiculous looking animals on the face of the planet. The Germans bred dachshunds. To be low and and scrawny, to be low, low, to be low and long, and so they can run really fast, and they crawl into down the into the rabbit hole. They go, they chase animals down into their holes, you know, and they, that's why they're bred that way. And I I grew up with wiener dogs in my family, 
But I, guys, I had this, I had this idea. What are you all looking at me like I'm being dirty? I didn't say anything wrong. Filthy little, mm. filthy little men. So I, I had an idea. Like that, though. like this whole thing is not just littered with innuendo. I, all I said was dachshunds are long and low. I mean, that's their bread that way to be long and low. Uh, there was other English words you used. Oh my God, you people are filthy. I'm just an innocent old man. Okay, <laughs> telling you about my <laughs> watching you go see the wiener yes. dogs. Innocent old man. So innocent. Oh, man. I, I Come a, on. But I had an idea, because some of these people train their wiener dogs all year round, man. I mean, right. these are mm-hmm. these people prepare for this. They just don't show up with a wiener dog and <laughs> expect to run it. You know, I mean, it, it's serious stuff. Now, I don't have a wiener dog presently. I have two dogs. One is a decrepit chihuahua that's about nine days older than Moses. Mm-hmm. Blind and deaf and weird, and then I have Bruce, who is—he's—he's uh, he's no longer a puppy, but he—you know—he's he's young. Bruce is like a Labrador collie mix of some kind, right? Mid to larger sized dog. He, he can run really freaking fast because I think he's got some Labrador in him. So what if I dress Bruce up in a funky wiener dog costume? Like, go to the Dollar Tree and get, like, a wiener dog costume at Halloween. Dress up Bruce as a dachshund. Go to Lotus next year and say, you know what? Bruce here identifies as a wiener dog. And I'm going to run him in the wiener dog races. And if you don't allow me to run my Labrador mix who identifies as a wiener dog in your races, I'm going to sue the pants off of you. Why not? Everybody else is doing it. You guys are just looking at me. <laughs> With silence. The, the fact that you spent so much time thinking Why not, man? Hairy ass dudes are competing against women and taking their you know their championships all around the so globe. You want to just bring this I'm over just into the dock and dash out the lotus. What if my dog identifies as a wiener dog? Oh my god. Because trans wiener dogs are real wiener dogs. <laughs> Keep going. You know, and I you say, hey, either run Bruce here, I'm gonna shut this operation down with a lawsuit. <laughs> You're gonna ruin it for the kids. I'm just saying you. Could, I'm not actually gonna do that. But the thought had popped into my head that according to today's world, you you could make that claim, right? He's a wiener dog. He identifies as a wiener dog. Okay, that's why he runs in circles so much. Okay, because he's a wiener dog trapped inside a Labrador's body. <laughs> He's also got black fur. I could say, so is this a racist? Racist? Is it because he's black? Is it because he's a black well, the, those, Labrador that identifies as a wiener dog? The wiener dog races affect other dogs of color. Wiener dog race, right. It's patriarchy uh, on the part. <laughs> and plus, wiener dogs are German, man. They're all Nazis. They're Nazi dogs, you know. So I'm saying, you know, <laughs> let's have some canine equity here. All right. And let my damn dog run. Because my dog would win. <laughs> well, let's take it another my step. My dog could win. My dog runs like the wind, man. Your Bruce should be on the cover of Meow Mix and let him identify as a cat, too. Well, and I, yeah. no, well maybe. Whatever I need Bruce to identify as in any given moment. <laughs> Poor Bruce. He identifies as a wiener dog. What's the name? Oscar, as in Meyer, because he's a wiener dog. <laughs> He just doesn't fit the norms and the constructs of what you people believe a wiener dog to be. But wiener dog he is. All right. He's a wiener dog because I say he's a wiener dog. God gave us wiener dogs <laughs> so that we wouldn't, uh, kind of like farts, so we wouldn't take ourselves quite so seriously. Yeah. Because you know what? You can't look at a wiener dog do anything and not laugh. Do you know what I mean? Even when they're trying to be mean? Even when they're being mean, they're yeah. even funnier. Yeah. You're like, stop it. Because they got little two-inch legs. <laughs> you can outrun them on a good day. Even you could outrun I them. I could probably outrun your average dachshund. Yeah. Bruce sure as hell could. Just saying. So you want to dress him up. Dress him up like put a couple of buns on him. <laughs> call him Caitlin? No, I'm going to call him Oscar Meyer. I'm going to change his name to Oscar Meyer. Oh, I was going with the Bruce Jenner and Caitlin thing. Well, how would you change? Well, I, oh, yes, Bruce, Caitlin, I got you. Yeah. Change a dog's name to put him in the girl put a races. Of, put him in the girl wiener dog races. Yeah, I'll buddy. even have him identify as a female wiener dog. <laughs> put little fiesta earrings on his ears. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Two one zero. It's Monday.
to what's Yeah, see, this is why you're never going to be wealthy. <laughs> yes, you're you right. Your harebrained idea is like this one. It's never going to Running work. Bruce as a world champion wiener dog racer <laughs> is my plan B. You know, you're going to keep this up. I'm going to get another email from Ken Paxton about some bizarre law that has to come into play now because of all of this. We're going to, we, we have proposed a bill in the legislature that would ban biological Labradors <laughs> from competing against biological wiener dogs in Holotus. We have Title IX legal protection for female athletes. Now we have Title K-9. T- Title K-9 to prevent <laughs> Labradors <laughs> from unfairly competing against wiener dogs in wiener dog races. Prop W. This madness has to stop. When will it end? And then you'll have, like, you know, Labradors and, and you know, uh, w- w- what's the big dog, the, the you know, or James's dog or whatever. They'll be, they'll be like dogs dressed like wiener dogs chasing actual wiener dogs down the hall. Yeah. Labrador trans wiener dogs are real wiener dogs. You know, and they'll, they'll threaten to, every time uh, an actual wiener dog wants to participate in something publicly. Yeah, you'll drive by. All the, the tranny dogs will show up. You'll drive by the fire department on the way home, be a little wiener dog wearing a... T- Spotted coat. There's no end to any of this. Dogs will start sleeping with cats. Cats will start sleeping with dogs. And everything goes to hell after that. You got a wiener dog running in the Iditarod. What in the (laughs) hell is going on? The Iditarod. Mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. (laughs) Cops turning in their badges. All right. Two one. Two one zero five nine nine fifty. Well, we got that anyways. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. At your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. It's the show. The phone lines are open if you want to call. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. I'm going to start doing the texting thing soon. I'm getting a fancy new computer. I had to bite the bullet and buy myself a new computer because uh, my other one went blanks up. So as soon as I can, I'm going to start reading your text and all that stuff on the air. But right now, if you want to give me a ring, I'm, you know, we, we often we, we look at everything that's going on right now, right? And we try to come up with what what's the plan? What's the plot here? What's the evil plot that's afoot? You know, I mean, and, and, and what is the cohesive idea behind all of this? And if there is there one or is this just a stooge dance by the left? And by the swamp, because it's not—it's not simply indicative of the left at this point. The the, the ruination and the the uh, layer by layer destruction of this country is not you know simply a Democrat thing. It's a swamp thing, and you try to connect all the dots on it, and you really can come to one only one conclusion. Especially when you look at like this business now of of. Well, you and I, because we pay our mortgages and we have great credit and we've made sacrifices over the years to be able to afford the house that we're living in and all and all that stuff, you and I are going to have to start paying the difference, if you will, on schmucks who, who signed a mortgage that they themselves can't pay. They'll be able to stay in their houses because we're going to pony up a little bit more, a little bit more money on our end. Isn't that great? Well, no, it's actually a horrible idea because then you get more people getting into mortgages that they can't afford. And eventually, you know, you and I can't really sustain all that happy crap and it all goes blanks up like my computer. And, I, you know, you look at a lot of stuff like the, 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 the absolute refusal to be energy independent. Uh, the state of Texas itself, you and I here in, in the state of Texas, could provide energy for the whole freaking world, let alone our country. We've been energy independent once before for one glorious moment. So why are they so hesitant towards that? Why do they fight against that? It ain't about this climate crap. It's not about the environment. Despite all this green rhetoric swaddling this stuff, it's all, that's all a bunch of bullcrap. It's about power and control. But then you really stack all this stuff up, whether it's trying to force everybody into an electric car or on the bus, whether it's, you know, just swapping out your the, the, the stoves you use to cook your freaking food on, whatever it is, all this stuff, opening up the border and saturating this country with non-citizens. What's really at play here? 
We say the country's going down the tubes, but how? Here's how it's happening. The the middle class has to go bye-bye. And I'm just now really beginning to comprehend this stuff. I'm reading a great book. Most of you have probably already read this because it's already been out for a couple of years. But Victor Davis Hanson, this guy who's on Fox News a lot, dude's brilliant. And he's written a book called The Dying Citizen. And I kept seeing uh, this book sitting behind him (laughs) when he's doing all his live shots on Fox. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get my hands on that. How progressive elites, tribalism, and globalization are destroying the idea of America. And last night, I, I just wrote the uh, read the introduction. It's about 20 pages long. And he talks about the middle class. And first off, he puts out some pretty staggering numbers that on planet Earth right now, less than half of the 7 billion people on this planet live in what we would call a constitutional republic, a democracy, where you have certain inalienable rights. Less than uh, half... And all of those, uh, you know, reside in a little over 20 nations on planet Earth that have some form of uh, uh, constitutional republic, some form of constitutional democracy. Most of those are in the West, which is why a lot of people who don't live in those kinds of countries or who live under oppression are streaming into these countries like the UK in Europe. And they're streaming into this country along the southern border. The impact all the way around is that you lose the middle class. And once you lose the middle class, everything's thrown out of balance. The middle class really does preserve a kind of balance between two extremities, right? Because if you take away the middle class, all you have are the extremely wealthy and the extremely poor. And in that situation where most oppressive regimes or governments exist, obviously the people who are the rich elite lord over the very poor and dictate every aspect of their freaking lives to them. And there's no balance. The middle class uh, tends to provide a balance because the middle class are not so rich and not so poor. They're in the middle. And just like a seesaw if you will, the middle class are the fulcrum for a free society. The middle class keep the rich elites from going too nuts. The middle class does some basic stuff for the poor, you know, uh, to keep them in the loop, if you will, and keep them in society. The middle class tend to have the most moderate and sensible worldviews or political opinions. And uh, again, because in a sense, both ends need the middle, the middle class uh, holds a lot of influence when it's thriving and in existence. Plus, when the middle class is doing well economically, people on the upper end of the spectrum do very well. They, They purchase more businesses. They create more businesses, right? They hire more people to do stuff. People on the lower end do much better because there's more money moving through the economy. So they got a job. But if you want to own, if you want to own the whole damn circus in some kind of, and turn it into some kind of fascist state, yeah, you got to get rid of the guns. Yeah, you got to get rid of uh, constitutional rights, uh, like free speech, freedom of religion, and all that stuff. All that First Amendment and Second Amendment stuff. You got to get rid of that. But moreover, you have to get rid of the middle class. And th- now I see it everywhere. And it's something we've talked about and have always kind of accepted is there, that that's the point of a lot of these extremist views uh, and and issues uh, from a very extreme agenda is you're trying to dissolve the middle class. And if the middle class goes bye-bye, America goes bye-bye. And in a sense, if America goes bye-bye, then these other couple of dozen democracies, if you will, around the world also go bye-bye. So, yeah, we're in a pretty dicey place right now in America. It's a great, great book. It's disturbing as hell. But, uh, yeah, if you haven't read The Dying Citizen yet, it's a, it's a really good read. Frightening, though. He's added a new afterword to kind of catch it up. It's two years old, so he's added a new afterword, uh, Victor Davis Hanson, to kind of bring it up to date with uh, current events. 210-599-5555. We'll take a 
uh, we break. I think that they are smart. Knowledge. I learn things. They're entertaining, informative. Is power. We get some news. We get a lot of our news. That's where I get my news. News and information. Power up. That's where I get my news. On News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Yeah, we're back. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. Pretty chill weekend beyond the wiener dog thing. Casa Rima. Everybody's still kind of boogery, so we uh, stayed uh, fairly close to home. But we watched some baseball. I'm going to say it, man. I hate the new rules. I hate the new MLB rules. They suck. They suck. Okay, basically what they've done to baseball. Baseball, admittedly, okay, is long and slow. Okay, a decent baseball game can go for three and a half, four and a half hours, right, James? I mean, that's about right, right? Yes, it a used decent to. Game. Used it to. used to. And because, as Trey says, we have this eight-second attention span, most people these days, especially the younger people, don't have the, the, they have the attention span of a fruit fly, okay? And so they're trying to make sure we have future viewers for baseball. And so you have now a clock on the pitcher, a clock on the hitter, Okay, and I learned even some more rules that ha- they haven't really publicized all that much. Like you, if, the, and the bases are bigger. The bases are like freaking pizza boxes, man. You're talking about the shift. I'm talking that when that you you have to stay in a certain area on the field. Yes, if you yes. know a guy tends to hit to right field or left field, it used to be well your guys would kind of move inch over that way a little, right? So now they got to stay in place on their side of the field. So the the line is the second base. Yes. And shortstop can't go past the second base anymore. Basically, they're trying to provide for more action, right? Because now i got to move, right? you got to move really. you got to move a little faster to get over that side of the field now. Uh, And they're trying to keep the pitcher-batter relationship moving a little little quicker. And it sucks. I hate it. And I'll tell you, first off, the pitcher and the batter thing, okay, it's a standoff, okay? It's mano y mano. It's that guy and that guy with the bat, you know, they're facing off. That's the drama of it. I'm, I'm being honest with you. I'm trying not to be a jerk. I, I tried to experience watching some baseball with a free mind, unbiased this weekend, and I think it sucks. It feels rushed. The Astros game on Saturday started at 6.30, I think. Mm-hmm. By 7.30, it was the seventh inning. Right. You can't fart without half the game disappearing, you know, while you're in the bathroom. I'm just saying. But well, don't you think I don't like should, it. But don't you think that there should be a certain time limit no. on some of these things? <laughs> because no. here's the thing. No, there I, shouldn't I, be. I would watch, I watched baseball a lot when I was a kid. Right. And at some point, I realized I just don't have this kind of time anymore because what annoyed me the most is, you know, they would throw a pitch, okay? It would right. Be a foul, it'd be a strike or something. And then you'd have to stand there while the the batter and the pitcher and whoever else would take a personal inventory. And yes. it's, it's, it's before they would right. throw the ball, like, yes. it's like, come on. How many times do you have to readjust as your gloves? As many times as it takes, man. You know, they adjust their gloves. That's they adjust all right. This, they adjust that. It's like, just it's hit baseball. the ball. No, it's baseball. Come they're, on. They're building up, man. They're getting waiting for the right moment. Baseball is supposed to be, it's like Gandhi. It's supposed to be long and boring, okay? Mm-hmm. That's what's built into the game. They're, these rules don't improve the game. They're, they're meant to improve the watchability of the game. Okay, now. Get this, off my lawn. This is, this, is, <laughs> this is where I have to say, and I've told you this, I've watched more baseball this year because it's faster than I have in the last 10 years. Well, I'm going to be watching. You'll have plenty more to watch because you can watch all the baseball I'm not going to watch because it goes too quickly. <laughs> Young punks. No, I mean, does everything have to be rushed and fast well, you know, these I days? I don't think it should be like standing in a batting cage by any stretch of the imagination, but I would <laughs> like to see it, you know, stop with the scratching it's fine and, the way and it is. adjusting your hat and everything else. The scratching else. is a part of it. Oh, my God. I scratch when I watch. Wait, I didn't just you're say that out loud, did I? You're scratching now. I'm scratching right now, buddy. I might spit on the carpet here. <laughs> it's baseball. You're messing with something that doesn't need to be messed with. I'm going to stop after every sentence and adjust my hat. 
I'm going to adjust something else. Oh, come I'm on. so sorry. I'm going to put... I'm just, oh, he I, just, he I, just did it. I yes. meant my hoodie. Yes, I meant did. my hoodie. I'm just saying baseball has been around since like the 1840s, for crying out loud, all right? Yeah. It's, not, it's a perfect game. You don't have to mess with it anymore. Now it's like watching pinball. You know, it's, it just moves too damn quick. You young people with your stinking attention span. Young people are so freaking overrated. With their freaking youth and their impatience. We're going to have to put you on an itch clock. I'm Maybe. Because my dander's getting up, buddy. And I don't even know what dander is. Well, you know, you keep your dander, away. Keep your dander away from me. That's all I'm going to say. That's why my wife says I shouldn't wear black shirts anymore. Oh. I'm just saying it moves too freaking quickly. They got no time to get into the zone, okay? It feels rushed to me, and I don't like it. It's like I don't like anything else that's new. Anything else that moves too fast. New things suck. New fast-moving things. Soon AI will do it for everybody, so it won't matter. All right, we'll be right back. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. And we're back, hour number two, six minutes after 10 on News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? It's Monday. The phone lines are open 210 599 5555. 210 Well, it's largely expected, or I guess what we've been hearing over the weekend is that uh, tomorrow, yo, Biden, yo, yo, Biden will be announcing that he is, in fact, running for his second term. Uh, it is expected to be a video statement. How many takes do you think it, it took over the weekend for them to shoot this thing? You know, I mean, all right, Mr. President, take 248. Uh, sir, it's okay, sir. Just read the lines. I want jello. Just read the lines, sir. There's no jello in the lines, sir. So they'll be airing that or, you know, whenever tomorrow. I hadn't heard this, but I, we were talking about this on Where and Rima. Trey brought this up that I guess you know they're they're you've got two other folks who are who have announced uh, on the Democrat side. Marianne Williamson, who's a freak, <laughs> who's a hippie freak, and uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., who's old. Nobody knows a whole lot about him. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what's at play here because, you know, they're not going to have any debates. That's what they said. That, I guess they've announced there won't be any debates in the primary season. So if you're thinking about running against Joe Biden on the Democrat side, no debates. Now, I don't know what the topsoil argument for that is, but um, as to why they're not going to have any debates. I th- I think was it something to the effect that they're what ridiculous people and they don't deserve debate st- time or so? I don't know. I think we all know what the real reason is. The real reason there aren't going to be any any debates in the primary in the primary season is because this president probably can't debate, which is why they're they're, they're taping his announcement uh, that he's going to run again. I think if you're paying attention, we all know what's going on right now, and what's going on right now is he's an old man in decline. Uh, If you've been paying attention over the past couple of months and you watch him, I mean, Ireland was just an embarrassment. From the moment he set foot on Irish soil until he, you know, got away or, or came back home, it was embarrassing. He can't do anything live. They're going to try to keep the live stuff to a minimum because he's in mental freaking decline. The president of the United States of America. Now, I don't know what's at play here politically, you know, with the Democrats, because they have to know it. There's an NBC poll that came out over the weekend, I believe, or maybe it was Friday. The show's very clearly 70% of all Americans, 70 freaking percent, that's a lot, do not want Joe Biden to run for a second term in office, 70%. NBC poll. So they're shining it up as much as possible, but you can only shine a turd so well, you know. 
And when asked what the number one reason for their lack of support for the idea of Joe Biden running again, what what do you think the number one reason is? Can you guess? You already did. His age. He can't do the gig. That's why they're taping his announcement. That's why they're not going to have any debates with other Democrats in the in the primary season. More than likely, I mean, I don't know how they get out of it in the in the, in the big show. I don't know how they get a, get out get away from debates when it's uh, when you're out of the primaries. And if he gets nominated, you know, I don't know how you do that. Well, I guess he would be nominated. I, I don't know. So I, you know, it, it, it's sad to watch because it's kind of what I call now the Fetterman factor, right? They don't care. He's a warm body. It doesn't matter. As far as these other candidates, I don't know what you're thinking. I mean, uh, Robert uh, Kennedy Jr., Marianne Williamson. Are they looking at Joe and they're looking at the numbers saying, well, hell, why not? I mean, it's her second time at bat as far as a primary. But I think you'll start to see even more people showing up some of whom maybe you haven't heard of at all because they're looking at Biden going, well, why the hell not? (laughs) Why shouldn't I run? See what happens. Now, these are Democrats, so you all always sort of have the, the threat, if you will, or the idea out there that maybe, maybe they're playing rope a dope here and they're going to encourage people to announce they're running against Joe Biden who really just don't have any shot at all. I don't know. So that in the end, in the final reel, they could pull out somebody like uh, 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 Michelle Obama, which whom we've talked about before. Uh, but I don't know. I, I don't. They don't seem to have anybody that's worth a crap. I mean, I, I don't. Who? I mean, if you know, maybe call me up. Is who? Who on the Democrat side is viable? Seriously. We were talking about this on Where and Rima that the idea is that you get Trump in there and Trump's still light years ahead of most folks, uh, even though the unannounced uh, DeSantis uh, is getting numbers, but still ain't nobody tracking like Trump's tracking. You come down to a general election and even Democrats are going to vote for Trump because they're like, this guy can't, this, he's not capable of this anymore. But it does give you a window, if you will, into the soullessness of the Democratic Party in America in the year 2023 and that they don't care. They don't care. If you cared about another human being like Joe Biden, if you were his wife, at least, don't you think somebody should be saying, hey, you know, maybe it's time. (laughs) Maybe this rodeo's over, Joe. You know, maybe it's time to ride off into the sunset here, pal. Uh, Here's John. John, how you doing? Mr. Rima, hey. the reason Biden is running is to bait Trump and Trump supporters into getting the nod. Democrats learned in 2020 and 2022 that Trump is an anchor around the neck of the GOP. This is a GOP favorite 2024 Senate cycle. They need Trump as the GOP nominee. If they run Gavin Newsom, who's the obvious choice, they have an ideology versus ideology fight that they can't win. If they run Biden and they get Trump, then they have a personality contest that they probably can win because Trump's not like. Do you really think, though? I mean, I do you really think Trump is that disliked that people will Even vote for Biden over Trump? No matter what you think about the vote counting in 2020, and there were certainly irregularities, it should never have been that close. Oh, Trump is okay, the only yeah, guy that could yeah. have possibly lost that election. I, you know, I, I, again, I, my personal belief is that there was much more behind the scenes that went on than we're willing to admit or that we know at this point. But I, I, if all things are fair, no, I think they're, I think it's a gross miscalculation on their part that they want to run against Trump. I think that would be a mistake, but it's a mistake I'm willing to let them make. I just, you know, I, I don't, how do you even run this guy though? How do you even, how do you, how do, how do you even run Biden when you, you can't even have him in front of a live camera long enough to say he's running for president. Well, look at 2022. That was supposed to be a Republican wave. And yeah, but I, I, specifically I, well, 2022, I'll give you that. 2022 was kind of wonky how that, how that shook out. 
Uh, but as far as 2020, I, you know, again, I, and I appreciate the call. I think there was much more behind the scenes than we realize as far as how that thing was played. The difference also between then and now is that people have gotten a taste of the life the Democrats are prescribing for them. And, uh, I, I think people have, you know, they may not like him, but again, you look at his numbers uh, I think they would prefer Trump uh, it, just in a sense that they know, and I've said this before, they know what Trump will do because he's he's a known quantity. He's already done it. So they pretty much know that whatever the guy says he's going to do, he'll do. And people are terrified of the economy. They're They're worried about the crime in the streets. They're looking at the border. They're looking at all these issues. They're looking at... Uh, geopolitically, they're looking at uh, Ukraine and they're looking at uh, you know Russia and China, and they see Trump and they know exactly what he'll do and what he'll do to the best of his ability is fix that stuff. He'll work for the American people, and so this idea that they want Trump to win because they know they can beat Trump, I just think is a I, I I'm just not getting that feeling myself. Not that people don't believe that. But if they honestly believe that, I think they're wrong. And in this contest, let them be wrong. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550. Oh, should I take this call? Okay, let's take a hey, rude dog. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Not too bad, man. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that if Trump wins the nomination, then we're going to look forward to five, four more years of Biden. You, and, you uh, really, everybody that... really thinks that if Trump gets it, he's going to lose. Oh yeah, but why? Definitely. Without what? But, but the numbers say opposite. Well, that the numbers said opposite last time. They know how to do it, and they can just say, "Well, he's crazy," because they've already made him out to be a crazy person. Yeah, uh, I, I really think you guys are underestimating people's connection to Trump. Well, here's the word: all you have to do, and you can say it in one word, COVID. Trump screwed it up so bad that he didn't deserve to be anywhere near the presidential office again. You made Dr. Fauci an international rock star. I, I think DeSantis is right in the sense that if there's a chink in Trump's armor, it's the Fauci connection and, and some of the COVID stuff. It's COVID in but general. I don't think I don't Trump? think I don't think that that trumps out Trump, so to speak. Trump's if he wins the nomination, we can look forward for four more years of Biden. Nah, all right. Well, I, I hope you're wrong. I think you're wrong, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I, I just, I'm, I'm seeing quite the opposite as far as uh, the support for Trump. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Coming up, more solid info and entertainment to fulfill your mind's cravings. This is the Sean Rima Show, San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. We're talking about Trump now. One of the things you hear over and over again, we're hearing it today, is that the Democrats actually want Donald Trump to win. They want him to survive the primary. They want him to be nominated because they feel Joe Biden can beat Donald Trump. Um, and they point to 2020 and say, well, you know, look how tight it was. Uh, you know, they couldn't cheat that much. So, you know, people were maybe sick and tired of Trump or maybe they had a bad feeling about Trump because of COVID. I don't know. 2022, yes, certainly we did not, there was not the red wave that everybody predicted. Um, I I just, what I'm seeing right now with Trump is the country is in a horrible state. It's in a much worse state now than it was in 2022 and, and 2020. And I think people are, are, are waking up to the fact that we are on a really bad path. And even though they may not like Donald Trump or they might find him thuggish or abrasive or insulting or whatever you want to say, or inelegant, I don't know. They still know what he, what he will do. And uh, I think ultimately that saves the day. And if you look at the numbers, the numbers are backing that out, backing that up because he's doing better than anybody else on the Republican side. Uh, let's go to Aaron. Aaron, how you doing? 
Hey, doing great, Sean. Are you ready for another haiku? Another haiku. All right, let me hear it, man. Okay. We are teetering our great country in peril. Trump in 24. (laughs) There you go, man. Perfect. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate it, man. Beautiful haiku. (laughs) Thank you. Brought Brought a tear to my eye. Here's Tom. Tom, how you doing? Well, I can't top that one, <laughs> but if, if you'll bear with me just a second, you know, I think the Democrats are running Biden again because they can run a dog and pony or whatever and get him in there. It's their machine. Right. It's not necessarily Biden. And if you look back, we were polarized against Hillary Clinton. We would have voted for anybody to not have Hillary Clinton. Right, right. That's, so that's true. How we got stuck with, that's how we got stuck with Obama. <laughs> so I... now the Democrats learned... And they're saying, look, we can run anybody against Trump because we're going to get our machine behind whoever we get. And it'll be Biden again. And then we'll have the California governor after Biden will, you know, abdicate the throne. I, in other words, they get Biden elected for a second term. And then he says, then he comes out and says, well, I'm not capable of doing this. But you, you, you have, you'd have Kamala in the way. I mean, if he runs again, does Kamala run with him? No, they have to get rid of her. Yeah. Certainly they have to do that. Certainly they do, because she's horrible. But remember, when, when Joe went on some business trip, that governor of California was in the back door of the White oh, House. Oh, yeah, before Gavin the Newsom. Air Force One was gears up. Yeah, yeah, he was. I, I, you know, I, I don't know what his likability quotient is. Uh, a lot of people look at California, and people are leaving California in droves. You look at L.A., you look at San Francisco, so I don't... I don't know how a guy like Gavin Newsom makes a case for anything, but I'm this idea that Donald Trump is an anchor around the neck of the party, that I don't get. That I'm really not getting. Because he's st- you, you see this guy Democrat when he's still... Orange, orange man bad. <laughs> well, yeah, and I, I appreciate the call. Yeah, orange man bad from their perspective. But what we're talking about is this idea that they want Trump to run because they believe they can beat Trump. Uh, if that were true, because I, I, I believe very strongly in the idea that you look at what people do. You don't listen to what they claim about themselves or what they say. Because to quote, you know, Dr. Gregory House, MD, everybody lies. But it comes down to what people do. Now, if it were true that the Democrats as a corporation would rather Donald Trump win because they feel they could beat Donald Trump... That infers what? It infers that they're not afraid of him. It, infer, it infers that they, that they want him. They want him to be the candidate Joe Biden goes up against. But again, if that's the case, then why are they doing all this other crap that leads me to believe they're terrified of the guy? The, 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 this, this business in New York, which is a non... I mean, even... If your only legal expertise is that you've seen a couple of episodes of Matlock, you can look at what this DA in in, in Manhattan is doing as a non-case. You know, you you look at the Mar-a-Lago raid. None of this stuff. You look at the, the endless negative media coverage. None of this tells me. That they're they're happy with him and they want him around and they want him to show up. Certainly they like him from a media standpoint because he puts butts in the seats, right? MSNBC and CNN love Donald Trump for that, all right? Because they sell a lot of popcorn when that guy's on the scene. But everything else that the Democrat establishment, the Democrat corporation, if you will, is doing tells me they're terrified of him. If they weren't scared of him, they sure as hell wouldn't be indicting him for something that happened years ago and wasn't a crime then. It's not a crime now. If they if they if they wanted him, they wouldn't be indicting him on something that their own government and the IRS has already dismissed as a non-case. I get the opposite. I get the feeling they're terrified of this guy. Maybe it's because they're Democrats, right? So you never know. Is it reverse psychology? maybe if we act like we really want Trump to win or Trump to run against Biden, but we really don't. But if we act like we do, you know what I'm saying? They're that childish. I don't know. But this idea that somehow Donald Trump bad and will lose, I'm, I'm not buying it. Not this time out.
Where are we? Let's take a break. Doolittle. Doolittle. Uh, hang on, and we'll talk to you when we get back. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Anywhere. Anywhere. Anytime. Anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 107. I'm Sean. Hi. 1038. Sean Show. Uh, we've been talking about Donald Trump, the Trump factor, and I guess there's a lot of folks who believe that uh, uh, the Democrat, well, I think maybe some Democrats believe that Donald, they, they, they want Donald, Donald Trump to run because they think they can beat him with Joe Biden. And uh, you know, we've had some uh, folks call up, folks call up this show saying, well, he's kind of an anchor around the, the, the collective neck of the Revol- Republican Party. I'm, I'm just not seeing this. I'm seeing people like wanting Trump back to come get his ass back in the Oval Office and fix this crap, man. And I said your name was Doolittle, but I just looked at it wrong. It's Dottie. Dottie, how are you? Dottie Doolittle. I'm fine. Thank- <laughs> I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm fine. How do you- what's on your brain there? <laughs> well, first of all, I love you and your show, and I couldn't do without it. But let me tell you, if we don't get Trump back in, we are doomed as a country. And the only thing that worries me is that Democrats cheat. They cheat with ballots, with uh, uh, Dominion, with uh, everything they can, but they're good at it. But if Trump is wonderful, I'm a longtime Trump supporter, and I will always be a Trump supporter, not like the ones that are jumping ship that they're going to be sorry that they didn't stick up for him because he is wonderful and did great things for our country. And I feel just the way you do. Oh, well, I, I agree. Thank you so much for the call. And I, I think you're right. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> that I think you're the, the, the biggest mistake you can make with a guy like Trump and the people who support him is to underestimate them. Underestimate him and underestimate them, and I—I I guess I would count myself amongst them. And I think people are really waking up to how screwed up things are right now. And you know, beyond DeSantis, who's really out there on that side of things that you're feeling good about? Now, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, look, I, I'm fine whether it's Trump or DeSantis. I really am. But it's going to be one of those two. And more than likely, I think, you know, in a sense, it's like a second Trump revolution. Uh, in that we just went through the Empire Strikes Back, right? <laughs> we just got through the Empire. The bad guys got the ball for a little while. Uh, and they have com- it, it, coming from a time, yes, we COVID, but prior to COVID, what was going on in this country? Prior to COVID, what was our life like? We were paying less than two bucks a gallon of gas. Cost of everything was down. Everybody had a job. Okay, we felt pretty good uh, from the national security standpoint because we had a tight border. And uh, Trump had renegotiated a lot of deals internationally and had a lot of bad guys to heal. Kept a lot of bad guys to heal, or had a lot of bad guys uh, uh, shaking his hand and, and basically bowing before him because they knew that uh, if they pissed him off, he'd grease him, to put it in the most primitive terms I can use. And I think people are thinking back, look at how screwed up things are now, and they're thinking, well, I may not like the guy, but you know what? I need some Trump ass kicking there in the Oval Office right now because things are weird. Don Morgan, also, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've been, I I received a present in the mail today. Really? Well, I had complained last week because a member of my family who shall remain nameless, but her initials are my daughter, Alicia. Uh Uh-oh. We we figured out who it was. Had used my 79 79 cent Circle K comb, which is my beard comb, Mm -hmm. for her magenta hair dye. She was just took it because she's a communist, and just my property is her property. All right. And I was complaining about that on on she she since said I'm sorry. She washed it off for me, and she's cleaned it for me. Okay. But somebody must have been hearing me talk about this because I got a little. We all heard you talk. I got a little package from Bad Billy's Beard Company (laughs) here in San Antonio. Awesome. They sent me a new beard comb. Oh, look at that! That's a nice one too. It's a little metal. It's the coolest thing ever. 
First, I thought it was a different kind of comb. <laughs> but it's... Uh... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I haven't seen one of those since the 80s. Oh, Some of you, I think, know what I'm talking about. No! And so oh, it's just, what but the it's, hell is it's wrong just, with you? Just, Somebody like... gives you a nice gift... And you go and turn it into Dirty Town. I just, just said like it looked like no. one of the, I said, well, no. but then I realized it's a beard comb. Yeah. It's for, it's, Nobody else thought that except well, you. Well, I just it popped into my head. Oh, I'm just saying it's a cool little metal beard comb. It's yeah. only about maybe four inches long, three or four inches. Well, you don't deserve fits it. Fits in the wallet, fits in my little bag over there. I can carry it wherever I go. It's thank you to Bad Billy Beards Company here in San Antonio. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And I can I can keep this hidden away so nobody will want to take it from me and use it for their hair dye. Like well, the, considering that you just compared it to something else, I don't think anyone's don't going think to want to use it anyway. Anybody's going to want it. Maybe I'm that just, was your plan the I'm whole time. Sorry, it just popped into my head, man. I haven't seen a little comb in a while. <laughs> Good grief. A long, this long, long ever. while. God Almighty! Let's get... <laughs> oh, somebody, yeah, somebody buys you a it's nice, nice. Somebody sends you a nice. It's present. a nice beard comb. And then you go and say something like that. I'm just saying it reminded me of another kind of comb that I bought years ago. That's all. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean nothing by it. And then you sit there and go. <laughs> 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 yeah, it, it looks no. like another kind of go. <laughs> tee-hee, tee-hee. You get it? Tee-hee. <laughs> That's you. You all remember <laughs> the 80s, don't you? Yeah. It yeah you were there. Me, reminds me of some other kind of comb. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you did. That's what I did. God, just so disgusting. My wife's out there. She has no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, let's keep it that way. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Until somebody informs her on Facebook. Yeah, I'll tell her right now. Uh, here's Mike. <laughs> Mike. Hey, what's going on, Sean? Just combing through the various issues. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the show's got Just, some teeth uh, today. You're uh, talking got some to uh, Mike up here in uh, northern Minnesota. Hey, Mike. Oh, you betcha. Up there in Minnesota. Oofta. There you go. Hey, uh, I uh, can tell you why this isn't going to end well. Why? Because more people hate Trump than want to vote for him. That's it. Bottom line. I just don't see it, man. I'm guy. not seeing it that way. Then why is his num- Why are his numbers so good? I think that you're going to see a wave of people when this thing starts to come to a head get out there, and the vote is going to be on. That hatred is real. The Trump hatred. Correct. I'm I'm seeing more Biden hatred. I'm really seeing more hatred of the Democrats right now. What's going on in this country? I'm not I'm not really getting the Trump the hate. But the anything but Trump thing. But where are you seeing this? Where are you seeing this? I I you can just feel it. There's there's a no. You can't just you can feel, feel it. it. It's not the force. Okay, oh, where feeling. is it actually? Because I'm not feeling this at all. Gosh, man, I, I need to stay off Twitter and social media because, gosh, if anyone posts anything good about Trump, the claws come out. Yeah, but whose claws? I mean, again, the claws of the people who would be voting for him or not voting for him, or people who would never vote for him anyway, who are going to vote Democrat? I think it's anybody. I think that the, 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 the big chunk of people out there that aren't Democrats, that aren't liberals, but just have a hatred for seeing this country do well. Well, I have a have a hatred of seeing this country do well. Yeah, that yeah. I agree with. There are people like the anarchists. They're oh, all yeah. out there. Oh, I agree with that. Oh, absolutely. So you're saying There's the Trump hate is born from them? Well, they well they hate Trump. Yeah, but they hate, and I appreciate the call. They hate Trump beyond all reason, though. Uh, two one zero. Hang on, Mark. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. In the morning time makes me think about different things going on in the world. Just what you need to start your day. I listen every morning from the time I get up. I get up early, early in the morning. Get your day going. A little help from your friends. Can't beat it on the way to work. On five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. Wow. 
Uh, News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. We're, we're kind of looking at a story now. Don Morgan, I don't know if you guys are seeing anything that Tucker Carlson, right, is leaving Fox. They are part, Fox News is parting ways with Tucker Carlson. That's what I'm seeing as well. And this just broke within the past 15 minutes. Is if I'm looking at the timestamps on all these things, right? Uh, that Fox News has put out a, a, you know, put out a statement that they are quote parting ways with Tucker Carlson. His last show was Friday. Uh, his last new show because last night they re uh, they replayed uh, the the Elon Musk interview the first night right. from last Monday, right? And we are seeing this on NBC News, CNN, uh, The Hill, ABC, ABC uh, is reporting this. Forbes, Los Angeles Times, Variety, got them all over the place. Wow, what is going on here? He is their most successful host. Um, He's I not mean, there's, talking at this there's point. no. He hasn't said anything. Yeah. There's absolutely. We have no news beyond this initial statement, which I don't know if you've seen the actual statement, but I'm assuming it's fairly brief. Yeah, it, yeah it's short. And he uh, is their top guy on the network, and he's leaving. So what happened here? Um, did, was it because of the Dominion thing? Are they short of cash because Bongino uh, uh, left last week or said that he was leaving? Now he's a weekend guy, though. I mean, this is this what? is Tucker freaking Carlson, man. What's going on here? Again, we're just hearing about this uh, as we're talking. The story uh, on all of these sites: uh, nine minutes, seven minutes, eleven minutes, nine minutes. So this just broke. Yeah, and we're all kind of yeah scratching our heads here. Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. We thank him for his service to the to the network as a host and prior to that as a contributor. That's it. That's all Mr. Carlson's saying. last program was Friday, April 21st. <laughs> What's going on here? That's rather that's interesting on so many different levels because uh, I mean, why? I mean, again, one could say that Tucker the combination of Tucker Carlson, Greg Gutfeld, and Jesse Waters has really saved that network. I mean, they, they, they've been top uh, in the field for quarter after quarter after quarter after quarter. I mean, they, they, the other guys don't even come close. No, it says he's often rated as the most watched cable news program. In the country? Yes. So what's Over going on everybody. here, man? That's really you know, weird, man. After all the Dominion stuff last week, they probably uncovered something in the communications between the host and what have you that we're not hearing about. And do you think, like, what do you mean? Like he said something inappropriate, or or well, you know, something in regards like, to in all regard- of that that was going on that night, right? You know, we started to hear immediately about how they were questioning all of the statements being made by the Trump camp and what have you. But that's they went, right. Went for with went went on with it anyway. Um, so I can't help but think that there's probably like a libel thing that they're yeah. saying that he wow that you know that again that's just you know just tossing it out there because that's the first thing that came to mind. Damn, well, this is a big deal though. Well, start the clock. Let's see how long he's unemployed. <laughs> not, not long, not for long. I think he'll be fine one way or the yeah. other. I think if he if he budgets, you know, a little yeah. bit and tightens well, the belt a, there, he'll be all right. There'll be a payout. He's got a huge. Well, yeah, so. he, they have to. He's the most. He's the number one guy they got. They're paying he'll, his ass more money than anybody else. He'll be doing all right. Oh, he'll be fine. No, I'm just saying it's an interesting turn of events, though. Yeah. Someone's got to pick him up. Well, yeah, I mean, I, he's he's That's not going to disappear. Wow, but it's really, I mean, he's top dog, man. So if the inference of libel, or if or if they think that they can actually have they have a case against Tucker, mm-hmm. uh, meaning Dominion or their lawyer or whomever, yeah, that's maybe that's first, part of it. First thing I thought of because it's all it, the timing is such. I yeah. mean, this is so out of the blue. He was on right. the air Friday night. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that a guy at that level is going to let you know if things are going bad behind the scenes because he's a professional, but still. Ooh, wow. Let the speculation <laughs> begin. Let the speculation begin. Again, if you're just tuning in, 
Uh, this is uh, breaking news. Because what do you, you know, whenever when this type of thing happens, usually what's the first thing that go, goes into your mind? Judging on what we've seen in the past from from people of this nature being let go. go Scan- scandal. There you go. Some There's type of behind the scenes scandal. discovered about him. Yeah. Maybe he got a little handsy somewhere. That but they don't want it? getting out, and he doesn't want getting out either. Yeah, but then, you you know, that would be what you would think about two weeks ago. But after what we saw last week. Well, that's true with Dominion you know, and all that, because yeah. that's the, high, the biggest settlement, right? Right. Of all time, I think, or something like that. Huge. $787 million. Yeah, yeah. But certainly... You know, Mur- um, Murdoch had that in his sock drawer, for crying out loud. <laughs> No, but I mean, you, you, you know, the guys obviously can just swap right over to podcast or whatever, or you know, he's not going to yeah. be silenced. But he is taken out at a very inopportune mm-hmm. moment for somebody who provides the kind of commentary that he does. Well, right. start reading. He has an impact. Start reading Facebook. All the liberals are going to go nuts on this Twitter, Facebook, and well, say, yeah, I see, I told see you. we told you so. Yep. Uh, but, you know, you look at, like, J6 and this uh, this QAnon shaman getting let go. A lot of people credit Tucker with that because of the video footage that he aired. Mm-hmm. So the guy has an impact, uh, and now they're taking him off. It's interesting. Wow. Wow. I want to know more. All right. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. Bye.